0: what's going on everybody? Good evening and this is fourth quarter legends um uh before I start the show uh sports lovers uh and everybody that's just been listening to my podcast the numbers are constantly going up and I appreciate the, the love and support and you know i I need to give you more interactions and get you more involved so We can get, you know, so we can rise. Fourth quarter legends will rise. And uh, I appreciate being patient with me as also. But uh, my man, Kavar, was supposed to be on the show today, but we had some difficulties, technical difficulties, uh, with the app we were using, which is Anchor. Uh, But I guess I'll just do it solo-dolo today. Uh, First quarter, we're going to talk about You know, it's going to be a heat take. We're going to talk about the Marcus Peters trade. I am pissed. I am very heated about this trade. Just being a Kansas City Chiefs fan, this is just blasphemous. I am just sick and tired of the Chiefs. How you go from a championship contending team to a rebuilding team? That does not make any sense. So let's get to this trade, right? Marcus Peters uh got traded basically for some rock paper scissors basically he got traded for school supplies uh for nothing basically just nothing and I coming from a chiefs fan perspective that's ridiculous and they totally got ripped off and there's a lot of people out there saying the same thing they're saying that the chiefs got ripped off. Uh, and there's accusations saying that it was because of Marcus Peters attitude, I'll say, but let me tell you, let me tell you something. You know, I feel like if Marcus Peters was white and he lashed out and act crazy, I feel like they wouldn't blow This trade out of proportion. This would never happen. This trade would never happen. It it would be justified. But, you know, people would never understand. You know, if you, if they would never understand. It's, it's, it's just a pattern that goes on and on in the sports world. And also, just, I mean, it's a recent trend, but it's been going on for years. It's history. It's been going on in the history. But, uh, I'm terribly disappointed in the Chiefs decision, uh, getting rid of, you know, Marcus Peters because they want to listen to the fans and I'm, I am heated. They got, this is the crazy thing. They didn't get nothing. Only thing they got was they had to give up a pick as also they had to give up a pick and that's just terribly disappointing. Like, I just don't understand. But let, let, let's just talk about, you know, who got traded, what happened. Let, let, me t- let me give you the details about this trade, okay? The Chiefs traded Marcus Peters to the Los Angeles Rams for a 2018 fourth-round pick and a 2019 second-round pick. There's acquisitions and sources saying that the deal can't be officially done until the league year begins, which is around March. And, you know, the Chiefs will receive, you know, I said a fourth-round pick. And that's not a too bad of a pick, but Marcus Peters easily can be the top five best cornerback in the NFL right now as we speak. And like I said, like me and Kavar said last episode, a couple episodes we couldn't handle, if it's due to behavior, we couldn't handle some of those superstars that had, you know, attitude and were just outrageous, but they were very competitive. It comes with being competitive. Crazy. You're crazy for the game. You you, you don't take anything for granted in the game. But, I mean, he did do some crazy stuff. But, come on, man. This dude is easily top five cornerback we didn't get better with these picks we got worse and his trade value was completely disrespected by the Chiefs. the chiefs could have done better than this they could have done way better than this I, I i'm just terribly upset about this it, it, it it's just ridiculous ridiculous they could have got a they i thought they were getting that DN. That's why the news wasn't out there, like that's why the news wasn't very valid. it wasn't you know I thought they were getting that d line uh from the los angeles uh Rams, and if they would have got him it we actually would have got better on the line on the defensive line. He was top five defensive end in the league and I was looking at his numbers. They're great. It it would tremendously help the Chiefs. But the Chiefs, let me tell you. Let me tell you one more time. The Chiefs got a fourth-round pick and a second-round pick for Marcus Peters. No players, just two picks. Who are they going to pick up in the draft? That is the question. Who are they going to pick up? With those picks, and it, it it's going around uh, that they're possibly trying to pick up a couple on linemen. Uh, There's a possibility, and uh, we do need help on the line. I, I, I will gladly welcome the linemen, um, you know, to the Chiefs because we, they've been showing inconsistencies, and uh, some of our offensive linemen's been injured, prone, you know, not healthy. Uh also we have a young uh, offensive line but he's starting to mature he's getting better the upside is there he's talented and he can be he can be he can be a good lineman in this league but you know overall this discussion about this trade is ridiculous and the people who think Marcus Peters is outrageous and deserve to get traded you can jump off a cliff. All I care. You can literally jump off a cliff. And you know what I'm saying? That's that's it to it. That's all I got to say about that. But, you know, I, I hope the best. We're going to miss Marcus Peters. Uh, you know, especially the connections we've got from him. And we appreciate the competitive spirit and willingness to go out there and play hard every single night just to prove us wrong that you know he proved some people wrong that he couldn't tackle and he came out one night just start tackling and hitting people and he always came to play every single night and you know he put pressures on offenses he wasn't big he wasn't a big hitter but He'll put pressure on the right side or whatever side he's on, on the quarterback to throw the ball to whoever the right receiver is. And you got to worry about Marcus Peters intercepting the ball. And I, I, I just, I just want to think who's going to be on it. Who, who are we going to pick up? We just released, we just released the uh, a Hall of Famer cornerback in this league uh, that was starting to age. But, you know, it, it's not looking too well for the Chiefs right now. Um, I just hope that, you know, they make some changes and figure this out. Uh, the best... And they also released Derrick Johnson. Uh, they, they're starting to release a lot of, of good defensive players. I mean, maybe... They're trying to release as much cap space they can get, uh, so they can get ready for this new Chiefs, this new Chiefs team. You know, what I'm saying, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, you know, the bright side is that we still have Kareem Hunt, uh, we still have Travis Kelsey, uh, we still have Eric Berry. Uh, you know, hopefully he's healthy, and, and once he's healthy. Uh, the Chiefs defense will approve, but I'm looking at these guys that's left and can we trust those guys in the backfield? Can we trust them, you know, defending the pass? You know what I'm saying? Who are they going to pick off this offseason? The most important thing for the Chiefs is who are they going to pick up this offseason? And, you know, hopefully they capitalize you know what I'm saying? Because coming from a Chiefs fan's perspective, the Chiefs are just, they're just blowing it. They're blowing it. We were just contending for a championship last year. It just doesn't make any sense. It makes me so mad thinking about it. But uh, I'm i am going to get on to the second quarter, guys. Uh, you know, that's enough about the NFL because it's really making me mad. But next, I want to talk about, you know, the NCAA. I want to talk about what's been going around, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the FBI and these, uh, you know, these boosters, the agents giving money to the players. And there's there's been a trend going out there. It's been going on for years, but some teams be getting away with it. But this is a trend that's been going on for years. But... They're finally, the FBI is finally catching up with these NCAA teams. There's a lot of teams, a lot of teams in the NCAA that's on investigation right now. Teams that you wouldn't think. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Michigan State is getting investigated right now. But I tell you what, Sean Miller is, he's on the hot seat. That guy needs, that guy. He's on the hot seat. Definitely on the hot seat right now. And, you know, he was the, you know, the mastermind of this whole thing. You know, getting players to come into the college, paying the players to come to colleges. And and it's kind of sketchy. It's, it's really kind of sketchy. And the whole NCAA, it's just a mess right now. And... You know, it's been going on for years and eventually you knew this was going to happen. You knew this was going to happen. And you in Arizona, Sean Miller is going to, you know, he's going to get fired right now. He's fighting for his job. He's literally fighting for his job. But I feel like the best thing he needs to do is just walk away. You know, just walk away. Just just go, bro. You know, look for another opportunity because you ruined this opportunity because you got greedy. You know, you couldn't do it the right way. Just do it the right way and, you know what I'm saying, evolve your culture. Make players want to come to your school, you know what I mean, instead of paying them to come. But at the same time, there's two sides to this. And I'm thinking about, you know, what the players go through. You know, they should get rid of. I feel like they should get rid of the one year you know one year one and done. They should change that because it's starting to get bad for players. And players want money now. And let me put this let me put this in your heart. Let me just put this on your brain real quick. You these players, you know, think about what they do. Think about their schedule. They listen, they have to go to class. They have to make sure they maintain at least a 2.5, a 2.8, a 3-point. You know what I'm saying? It depends on school. But they have to keep their grades up. They have to keep up with tests. They have to work out. And they don't have time to get a job like these regular students that, you know, don't do extracurriculum activity like this. But, you know, NCAA sports... I would say it will take up more of your time than those extracurricular activity. It depends what which one it is. But it takes more of your time. It takes your energy. It takes your time. And this is the crazy thing about it. The NCAA is making millions, millions of dollars off of these players, and they're not getting a cut of that money. And that right there is probably a reason why this trend has been going on and this is just an opinion but I it's been on my heart since college you know uh I was doing a research in psychology and uh my teacher brought this topic up about you know students college basketball players having role strain in their uh college careers and it, it that's why most of them either drop out if they're not good or they go to the league. You know, it, it's, it's kind of devastating. It's kind of sad, but, you know, um, there's something that needs to change. It needs to change. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, either that, either get rid of the one and done, or give the players a little bit of money. I'm not saying give them, you know, Give them $20,000 a month. Just give them enough money. Give them a check. You know, enough money to survive. Like these other students. These other students have scholarships and they have to work jobs in order to eat. And, you know what I'm saying? There might be players out there not eating, you know what I'm saying? Because they don't have money, you know. But that's my opinion on that topic. Um... Let's get on to the third quarter, guys. Let's get on to the third quarter. Let's talk about, you know, the MLB. MLB is coming back. Uh, You know what I'm saying? There's acquisitions and, you know, reports saying, you know, Russell Wilson, you know, it says, like, joining the Yankees is a stunt, you know. He's a good quarterback. He was a previous baseball player uh, when he was younger, and he usually plays baseball. Uh, he practices with the Yankees uh, during the off season, just to, you know, work that arm off, keeping it warm and keeping it nice and loose and getting ready for, you know, to, for the NFL. But he's a huge MLB fan. Uh, the season's not here yet, but it's, you know, spring ball. I mean, that's all it is, but, uh, you know what I'm saying, Um, it's just crazy how all these publicity stunts happen, you know, Russell Wilson joining the Yankees, come on, that's ridiculous, that's ridiculous, but uh, another report, and another story, uh, you know, the Astros, do they have a chance What what are your thoughts on the 2018 World Series? Uh, you know, and uh, let, let's let's just look at these numbers. Uh, the Astros, who don't win in the World Series without acquiring the former MVP Cy Young winner on August 31st, uh, you know, now have Valander all year. They have a Pittsburgh Pirate. You know, ace ace, Cole for the entire season. And they also have a new reliever, Joe Smith, and Hector Ander. And they still have the MVP, Jose Ardov, in the World Series. And that team won 101 games during the season and ran away with the AL West by the 21st games. I mean, by 21 games and has a chance to legitimate... Has a legitimately better chance of getting better. It's, you know, like the coach Valander says. I mean, Valander says it's just common sense. We won the World Series. We didn't we didn't lose anybody. We got better. So there's a chance that these Astros can go back to the championship, in my opinion, because they didn't lose players and they're the same team they're actually adding on pieces they have a couple MVPs on their team as also and that and and that's what it's all about it's all about just having you know all-star talent on your team and they they, they can knock that ball out the park they got good pitchers and they got good hitters that's the crazy thing about the Astros and This series this year, I mean, you know, the MLB championship, it was pretty interesting this year. But you know, I am hopefully to get more in deep in depth in watching MLB this season coming up, uh, so I can give you the great news of sports. You know what I mean? Uh, You know, I I've been a baseball fan, but you know, I've been a little distracted lately. Uh, these last couple years, but this year's the year for MLB for uh fourth quarter legends. But uh, yeah, you know, what I'm saying it is, doo, doo, doo. it is fourth quarter, guys. Fourth quarter, this is the final quarter, it's crunch time, crunch time news. And you know, what we're talking, about. we're gonna be talking about the NBA. Uh, my favorite topic talk about uh, but first let's just talk about you know the the reports about you know there in philadelphia there are billboards billboards in philadelphia saying they want lebron james to the 76ers in my and lebron you know probably what I don't I can't I can't really say that he wouldn't go to the 76ers cuz they have a nice talented squad and I feel like LeBron James could fit in that offense but at the same time you know could, could Ben Simmons coexist with LeBron because they're basically almost the same player cuz Ben Simmons likes playing with the ball in his hand and so does LeBron James so I feel like that's going to be some strains And, you know, LeBron James... I can't see LeBron James being off-ball. Unless Ben Simmons changes his whole game and just becomes a post player. And also just being, you know, just also still having those passing skills. You know what I'm saying? Just deferring to LeBron James. Getting less touches. And that's not why he came to, you know, the 76ers. Um, You know, in my opinion. But it, it says... You know, Philly wants LeBron complete the process, and that's that's good. That's funny to me, man. That's that's real funny. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. But uh, looking at that squad, how would that squad work out? They will definitely go to the finals because it's the East. They have talented players on their team. I feel like. That can be ready. They're already the eighth spot. I mean the seventh spot in the east right now. And they can win and they can go up to at least the, the sixth or fifth spot in the east right now. Based on their pace. Uh basically on the 10 game winning streak at home. And they're they're winning games, man. They I mean they're not smacking teams bad, but they're winning games. They're getting the job done. They're showing that they're maturing. And I have been seeing maturity throughout the whole season. Uh, They have 22, 21 games left um, uh, to see what spot they're going to get. But, you know, will LeBron James join that force? Who knows? You know, you never know with LeBron James. People think he's going to L.A. So, you know, who knows? Uh, There's another acquisition about, um, you know, You know, there's investigations on Zaza Pachulia trying to hurt uh, Wessel Westbrook uh, versus the, you know, the Warriors, the Thunder versus the Warriors, which was on uh, Saturday. I mean, uh, Sunday. Sunday night. It was a completely... It was a good game all the way until the late second half and the Warriors started to just dominate that Thunder's team, and Paul George was completely broke. He was broke. I, I, I mean, I mean, he needed a he somebody was he needed an EP. Somebody need SOS something save his soul because Paul George was nowhere to be found in that second half, second late half. He was broke the whole game. He was shooting terribly, terribly that whole game. And some, I I would say he was on L's. He was on L's. But I'm looking at, I'm looking at this Zai Zai video right now. And Westbrook is driving to the lane, right? And he falls. And Nick Young is connected to Wessel Westbrook. His legs, they're connected. And Zai Zai is right behind him. And you know as Nick Young grabs the rebound and sandwich Westbrook with Pachulia, then eventually you know Pachulia's leg was uh, fell on Westbrook he tumbles right on Wessel Westbrook and I'm watching the film over and over again and I'm starting to it's starting to look sketchy, but uh, it looks like Zaza Pachulia is just a clumsy guy it looks like that, but it also looks sketchy. So the NBA is going to look that up and they're going to get, they're going to find them because it looks so sketchy. And this is like the third player. He, he basically hurt. He either heard it or almost heard it. So, you know, it, it it's not looking good for Zaza but Julia right now. Um, Westbrook thinks, you know, he's said in reports, uh, Obviously, it was intentional. Quote, Westbrook said after the game, he said it after the game, he, you know, fell over on my leg. He tried to hurt me, and that's how it goes. And he was also asked if uh, Zaza Pachulia was a dirty player. He said, yeah, for sure. Quote, unquote. He said, yeah, for sure. And there's a tryout there for him. And, you know, he's on the hot seat right now also for being a dirty player, but I don't, in my opinion, I just think Zaza Pachulia is a clumsy player and, you know what I'm saying, he's, he's got big feet and probably just stumbled on him, he's like, you know what, I don't want to try to resist this, I'm just gonna, uh, I'm just gonna fall over, you know what I mean, I'm just gonna fall over on you, but uh, I have another piece of news. Uh, on Jimmy Butler, he's out indefinitely for the rest of the season possibly. He tore his meniscus. Um if I was him, I wouldn't come back until, you know, you're 100% healthy, but knowing, you know, the type of competitive guy that Jimmy Butler is, he is going to try to come back. Um you know, that's a big hit also. On the Timberwolves, he butler was averaging in 22.2 points a game, uh, five rebounds, five assists, and he played 56 games before he hurt himself. And they're gonna take a big hit, um, on this, but there is no uh updates on how long he's gonna be out yet, like you know, a strong, strong uh, you know, uh, acquisition of uh, saying he's gonna be out for the whole season, but we will let you know earlier this week. We're definitely going to have an overtime this week because Havar uh, wasn't on the show, but we're definitely going to get him on overtime. But let's talk about, you know, before we leave, I want to talk about this Cavaliers team once again. They're always on the hot seat. I want to talk about these Cleveland Cavaliers. Shoot, were we really caught up? On the Cleveland Cavaliers, are, are they going to be a contending team? Are they going to figure it out? They are going to figure it out. They did get smacked by the, you know, San Antonio Spurs, and they're looking. They're still looking good. They were just not making shots, and also the Spurs were. They brought the fight to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, mainly because they were on a losing, they were like on a five-game losing streak. And they were tired. They were ready to win a game. So, the Spurs came out to play and, and they, they, they run the fight. They were beating down the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I feel like the energy was there for the Cleveland Cavaliers. They played with energy and they played very well. But you know sometimes stuff doesn't go your way in the NBA. It it's a miss or make league, you know. So um shoot. That's all I have to say about those guys, but hopefully they they figure it out and I know they're going to figure it out. It's the it's LeBron James, the king of the NBA. Uh, you know, uh, three-time, you know, three-time champion. All-Star, All-Star, 15 time all-star 16 year all- 15 16 year uh time all-star um you know he he he's MVP caliber he might be in the MVP talk this year the way he's going to have to carry this team offensively but what LeBron James needs uh in order for this team to work is another player you know playing ball and he needs another playmaker because you know, D-Wade, Kyrie Irving, where the playmakers, uh, aside, uh, LeBron James, you know, taking off the offensive load, and, you know, uh, you're going to start seeing, uh, you know, more of Rodney, Hill, Rodney Hood this, um, you know, you're going to start seeing more of him because you got to see what he's what he's going to do. He's an offensive player. He has a lot of upside. He's long. He likes to defend. I mean, he can defend. Uh, he's athletic as also. So, you know, hopefully he he can be that you know secondary scoring option on this team since Kevin Love's out. So they have to figure it out without a Kevin Love. They have to play as Kevin Love is not coming back because you know he's injured right now. So that's part of the process. But you know, as young guys and athletic, they will figure it out. You know, they, LeBron can lead these young guys because they're willing to listen. You know, before, it was just ego on that team. It was all but ego. But hopefully they figure it out. And credit, you know, once again to Kobe Altman getting this trade done. And I'm not too hyped on the trade yet until, you know, they develop. They have 21 to 22 games left, like I said earlier in the show, uh, to figure this out. And they will. So, shoot, that's all I have to, say, to God, say today, guys, and I appreciate all the listeners, once again, for listening to the show, uh, you know, hit me up on Instagram, like my, you know, my videos, I put it the NBA, I put one recently about Kobe, uh, you know, it's pretty cool, but, uh, you know, Fourth Quarter Legends is on the rise. The numbers are constantly going up. And I appreciate you guys just continue to listen and support me. And I will support you. I will always support you guys. And let's, you know, let's move on. Let's let's become bigger than just the podcast, you know what I mean? But this is a start. So, you know, thank you for listening. Uh, This is fourth quarter legends, and this is Levi Washington, and we out.